I'm Mesha. Hi, I'm Tony. And we are Hitting the Road in Mississippi. Hello everyone, I am Mesha here with Miss Hit the Road herself. I'm so honored. It's Peggy Brown. Thank you, Mesha. And I am Peggy Brown and I am honored to be with this wonderful partner in crime, Mesha. <laughs> partner in crime, I love it. <laughs> This is part two of Three Shades of Blue, and this is because this lady, being with her, you never know what you're going to run into. I mean, the, the most wonderful people that she represents and works with, and it is just... It's so awesome to be with her. Thank and that, is where, that is where the phrase Three Shades of Blue comes from, is yeah. because that's kind of how you talk about Three Shades of Blues. That's how kind of how you describe, because... Not just their age differences, but their musical differences exactly. as well. Exactly. Right. Um, so the first one, we talked about King Edward mm -hmm. and the first part with Jerikas. Mm -hmm. And now we are um, on part two. Mm -hmm. So if you would like to pick up with, um, I think we're to the part where um, we're hitting the road with Jerikas. Most definitely. <laughs> um, I did hit the road with Jerikas. And... Um, he was had a lot of gigs to play like all over the United States. And so, my goodness, we hit the road and went to Chicago. We hit the road and went to Florida. We hit the road and went to Louisiana. We went to uh, Maine. That was the farthest way, farthest away that I went, except for when we went to Germany. That was indeed the farthest, and that was hitting the skies as well. And so... Um, it was uh, strenuous for this chick to mm -hmm. be in a van, cooped up with that whole band and a couple of extra people that would go with us, uh, equipment people. Oh, okay. And um, so it did not take me long on the road with these guys to go, wow, this is, this is not the easiest thing to do. But even if it wasn't me being the oldest person in, in the van, it's just not easy for musicians to go on tour and no. to stay on the road and go from one hotel to the other. But anyway, there was part of it that was fun, and um, I certainly got my fill of it in a lot of ways. And, um, and the fun part of it was being backstage and going to these large festivals and just looking out at the hundreds of people who were out there to hear... Um, and when we went to Germany, um, that was totally awesome. Most of the people there not even speaking English, mm -hmm. but they loved the music. And, oh, by the way, Eddie Cotton was on that festival as well, too. Oh, so, wow. Oh, yeah. So they heard Eddie, and then they heard Jerika's. So that was a highlight because I had never been to Germany. Mm -hmm. So um, that was fun doing that. We went to Canada. And, of course, we had to stop at Customs, and as a lot of you know, Customs going into Canada, woo, strict, stringent. And uh, we were in the van, and the van smelled, you know, maybe like herbs, which really bugged me because I had told these guys, look, if we get stopped, I'm going to be in trouble, too, and I don't even enjoy herbs. And so <laughs> we... We got to customs, and they said, everybody off the van. And so, and they wouldn't let us take anything. They wouldn't even let me take my purse off the van. A southern woman without her purse. Oh, my stars. I almost had a heart attack over there. I said, it's my purse. 
and it was little no no you can't take it you have to leave everything on the van and so then they were going to you know investigate they were all going to get on and search the van I thought that they were probably looking for drugs and if they had half a nose they would have known that there had been some there which is probably why they were intensely scrutinizing the van but um no, couldn't take my purse off. So we sat there, sat there, and then they had dogs. And so uh, even the Greyhound bus at the border, everybody gets off the bus. They take the dogs on the bus going into Canada to see whatever they were searching for. So I said to the bass player, wow, um, they even had dogs on there to see about drugs. And, and he said to me, no, Miss Peggy, they, the, drug, the dogs weren't looking for drugs. He could have been wrong. But he said they were looking for fruit, citrus fruit. And I said, oh, my goodness. So you weren't supposed to be taking fruit into Canada. Um, and that, that makes sense. I mean, that's their law. They don't want any of those you know, fruit bugs coming in and messing up their stuff in Canada. Right. And so... When we got back in the van and I got my bag that I was sure that they'd probably gone through. And, oh, my stars, who had the freaking Tangelos in her bag? <laughs> Me. And and so we could have technically been arrested because I had fruit in my bag. And, oh, I, I just I hooted after that. And so um, we got back in the van, and we got to go on the way, and we were quite late getting to the gig. But it, that was my story. Like, yeah, I was all worried about the guys getting arrested for herbs. Know, herbs. <laughs> and I had the freaking fruit. It was the fruit. It was the fruit. But nevertheless, it was not, it, I didn't get caught. We didn't get stopped anymore on that trip. And we didn't go to jail, and we all got to the gig, and so... Um, Times are changing when Times um, are changing. when it's the fruit that may send when you to jail. It's the fruit, exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. So you went to Germany, you went all over the states. You went to Canada. Um, you nearly got busted for fruit, <laughs> and you were the culprit. Oh, would have been the culprit. And you call me the one that's the partner in crime. Right? I, yeah, I, I like fruit too. So <laughs> that would have been me. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that is a fun story, though. Thank you. So then what is next in your um, Shades of Blues? Well, my next Shade of Blue is um, the wonderful, fabulous, Miss Misty Blue, Dorothy Moore. Yes. And I am so honored to be working with her. And um, she, her manager was Marsha for years. And Marsha came to me several years ago and said, Peggy, we would like for you to start booking Dorothy. Mm -hmm. Of course, what was my first thing that I said to myself? Like, oh, no, I don't know that I can do this. <laughs> and um, so I said, oh, well, let me think about it that's my second thing I yeah, say can I really do that can I really do that and so I told her that I would get back to her and um so I contemplated it and they had some particular things they wanted pursued and so at least I had some ideas on that mm -hmm. and um so I started trying to book her now that's a whole different shade a whole different 
style of blues. And, and she is Miss Misty Blue, the classic, fabulous Miss Misty Blue, Dorothy Moore, a, a real diva in the best sense, a, blue, I, a blues R&B diva. Oh, absolutely. And then that's not critical at all by calling her a diva. That's a compliment. She got so, started way back in the music um, in the 60s, and she was a student at Jackson State. And a guy came to her and said, hey, we want you to be in this um, girl group called the Poppies. Mm-hmm. And so that's when she first got um, real recognition as an artist. She had been competing in talent shows, talent competitions before that, uh, down on Ferry Street at the theater, winning them all, and was in Jackson State for a music degree. Mm-hmm. And so then started touring with the Poppies, and they were um, a girl group that, they were pop, a pop. Oh, group. really? Yeah, they okay. were a pop group. And um, she you know, established a lot of credibility as lead singer of the Poppies. Okay. And it was several years later, then she started doing background at Malico. And not long after doing Malico, um, she started her solo career. Mm-hmm. And she was at Malico at the time. And then, so, of course, her classic song that just will not go away, thank the Lord, is Misty Blue, and she recorded that in 75, and they didn't even release it until 76. Right. And it was released on the B-side of the record that they didn't think it was going to do much. And after that, nobody listened to the A-side because Misty Blue was it. And to this day, Misty Blue still appears in the top 10 iTunes blues charts in the UK, top 10 yes. to this day, and it, it goes back and forth in the top 20 in the US iTunes blues charts. It's just a classic. Well, And all the movies that it ends up in. All that, the movies that, that it's in, and right. she's been on a Netflix TV show. Well, several, several TV shows, but... Um, Thankfully, for her royalties, it won't go away, but thankfully for us, it's just such a classic song, and so I've been working with her for a while, and um, she now calls me her agent. Her her manager has had some health issues, so I'm Dorothy's agent now, and I'm so honored to be able to say that. Um, well, and you two work very well together and um it's always just so great to see to see the two of you out together um as all these things are happening for her i know that she didn't get to do much um during the covid period exactly and that that canceled some stuff for her it canceled we had a a a tour to japan Mm -hmm. booked we had a tour to jamaica booked we had the chicago blues festival booked and when covid came in all of those things got canceled and so Consequently, for three years, then she was just quiet, but not quiet with herself because she sings at home. She sits in her room and sings or drives in her truck and cranks up the music as loud as it'll go and sings and sings. And so um, last year, we had the opportunity to have her on the Blues and Souls Super Bowl in Natchez. Amazing. And um, she was on there with CeeLo Green and um, Patti LaBelle. Yes. Dorothy's voice was as strong as I have ever heard it. Singing, not missing a note. She had a full band, and it was just a stellar show. So 
the music is still in that woman. Absolutely. Um, she wants to keep going and had contemplated not singing anymore. When the when the COVID came and all her stuff got canceled, she was really thinking about retiring. And no, Mm-mm. she has not retired. She is still belting those songs out. So I am just so pleased that things have started to pick back up for her. Right. And mm-hmm. she, oh, she sounds so good. Yeah. And, and you were there. You got to witness Oh, it. I did. I got to see it from yeah. backstage. Yeah. And in front. I went out front, too. I did <laughs> I, both. I, I did the experience both ways. And yeah, I, um, uh, the, and watching the crowd, um, I, I watched from backstage, but I also watched from out among the crowd. And the crowd, young people. Yes. It, it was very young people calling her by name, you yes. know, calling out Miss Dorothy, Miss Dorothy. And, and um everything she said and did they were just responding to and then of course there were older people there as well but all generations all generations um, all shades yes, of, of all shades. Ages, ages you know exactly um, yeah they're spanning the the generations right races um, ages everything everything right yeah. but her music does that too because she definitely sings blues of course right but she um she she mixes it up too. She even sings a little country folks. Yes, she does. Um, she and I've discussed that. Right. And um, so her her talent is just um, immense. And as you said, her voice still resonates so much. Right. And so um, she's had a couple of uh, big things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you were very instrumental in um, her blues work. And her blues. My birthday work. present. I know. <laughs> And, um, and a sidebar to that, I, I said we were talking about Blues Trail Markers one time, and she is mentioned on several. And on the Alamo one, uh, she was mentioned the most, and that's on Ferry Street, because that's where she really got her start singing in uh, competitions at the Alamo Theater. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, Dorothy, you need your own Blues Trail Marker. And she said to me, out of her humbleness, which she is, she said, Mm, I don't think that'll ever happen for me. And I said, you know what? I I think it could happen for you. And she said, oh, Peggy, that. And I said, yeah, well, you know, let's let's see what happens. So that was on my bucket list to make sure that I ran down every opportunity for her to get her own blue shell marker. And so I talked to one of the guys who does all of the research mm-hmm. for the Blues Trail Marcus, and I said, Scott, and I said, Scott, don't you think Dorothy deserves her own marker? And he goes, absolutely, there's no doubt about it. She has a career that oh, yeah. goes the years, the countries, she's been everywhere. She's been on tours to the UK. She has enough credibility to have her own Blues Trail Marker. And I said, Great. So then I talked to the guy who was in charge of the Blues Trail Marker, and he said, "And he said, well, you need to talk to um, Scott. And I said, Don, I've already talked to him. And so we be- then began to um, see how much it was going to cost. And markers now in the state of Mississippi Blues Trail, or any of them, aren't paid for 100% like they used to be because there was money, grant mm-hmm. money back at the very start. Mm-hmm. And now an entity or a place has to kick in half of the marker. And so it, it, it went through the Blues Committee about whether she, you know, was valid enough to get her own marker. No problem, that passed. And so 
I was called up to say, this is your part you're going to have to raise for her to get a blues trail marker. And I said, no problem. No problem. Can I do that? We... <laughs> That's your question. Can I do that? No I problem. I didn't say that. I did. I just, I just said, no, no problem. problem. Wonderful. It, we can do it. And so thankfully it took, um, three weeks, three wow. weeks through contacts that love her and adore her and people that wanted to chip in on the market. And we raised her part. And then the city of Jackson, Visit Jackson, paid for the other half of the marker. So, yes, she got her Blues Trail marker last year, and it was huge. We had a huge celebration okay. at um, FD Hall Music Center at Jackson State, which Wonderful. is where it was. Yes. And then yes. she just um, was an indie um, music icon. She did. Mm -hmm. She was nominated for a Jackson music icon award mm -hmm. by the jackson indie music week right. and um and mesha was there of course i was i was and, that um, was so wonderful she would she was last on the program technically mm -hmm. and um I, I gave the microphone to her they brought it down so she didn't go up on stage she stayed on the stood on the floor and mm -hmm. was thanking everybody for the marker and what an, i mean for the award and what an honor it was and everything and so she turned around to pass the microphone to me, and the guy, DJ on the stage, had started playing Misty Blue. Yes. Just beautiful. And so she started to hand the mic to me, and I said, wouldn't you like to sing? And she goes, what? And she had heard me. And I said, don't you want to sing? She took that microphone back. I know. And started belting out Misty Blue to the song that was playing on the stage. And... A lot of these kids, young kids that were there for the Indie Music Week or about hip-hop and rap, they had never heard her sing. Right. They were there for the uh, for the young artists that performed. Exactly. Not for the honorees. Exactly. They right. weren't necessarily there for the honorees. Right. And people were standing up with their phones out, taking pictures and doing videos yes. of her singing. And she sang, I don't know, how many, how many measures would you say she sang? And then, I'm not sure how much, uh, but she knew exactly when to stop. She was too cool for school. She was too cool. I mean, she just, she just stopped and said, I'm, I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to, I'm going to leave this alone. I'm going to leave yeah. it there. And just handed you the and mic. And handed me back the mic. And then just sat down and, and everyone's just like, what I know it was it was so perfect. I mean, she was it just so good. It was perfect. Yeah. She so enjoyed it. The crowd enjoyed yes. her. So um, moments like that have just been completely wonderful for well, me getting to be a part of that. And the Blue Super Bowl, she stayed afterwards. Um, yeah. For Miss um, LaBelle, and there were other artists, and for CeeLo, right? CeeLo, uh -huh. but. All the artists came to see her. Yes. They all, Miss LaBelle yeah. came and saw her. Oh, yeah. Um, they and all, we had a meeting right. backstage. Patty yes. LaBelle and Dorothy, we all took pictures. And right. Patty just leaned over and said to her, don't ever quit singing. Right. She, she was did. like, oh, my gosh. Right. And they, they hugged up and CeeLo, you know, got cleaned up and came out and was dying to get his pictures made with 
Dorothy and just told her how much he loved her and the ambassador of France. The ambassador from France came and, yeah. and met with her. Yeah. I mean, we Kissed were like, her hand. oh yes, yes, he did that. But it's like we were sitting and she was just like holding court. I right. mean, they were just you know, and yeah. it was like, um, yes, Miss Moore can meet with you. Exactly. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so it was it was wonderful. It She's was wonderful. she is very respected. Yes. Yes. Thank you. She, she is. is. It's a, that's and a deserves joy. it. She and deserves it. it. Yes. And um, of course, at the Icon Awards, uh, the Music Icon Awards, she talked about her pride in Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And um, and she's that. from Jackson mm -hmm. and has stayed in Jackson. Uses all Mississippi musicians when she records, um, and she is adamant about that. And she will say, "I love Jackson. It's where I got my start. I've stayed here. I love Mississippi. I love the talent here." Right, she did, and um, she was great. Mm -hmm. So that pretty much wraps up your three shades, but of course we have some younger ones that you work with on a pretty consistent basis um, that are, they're different shades too. There's Ben. Yeah, Ben Sterling. Maya. Maya Kyles. Brian. Yep, Brian. Um, Jacaris. Jacaris. And um, Kingfish, you haven't worked with, but no. you have great respect for. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they're up and coming. Up and coming, yeah. And, um, but of course, you, you do work with many of them and help those. But so you have three shades of blues that you, you talk about, and, mm -hmm. and we run across all the time. Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of what we're going to be bringing you, folks. And kind of, it is what we're going to be bringing you. It is what we're going to be bringing you. And we hope to bring you. Um, these video interviews of some of these people we've just mentioned. That is our intent and it's going to happen. So we want you to stay tuned and see who you get to hear stories of that we've already mentioned. And, and get to hear them tell their stories too yes. as we are hitting, hitting the road in, in Mississippi. Mississippi. Bye y'all. Thank you for joining us and you can reach out to us at this email address htrprb at gmail.com. We'd love to hear any ideas you might have about what we're doing or any suggestions about where we might go or someone we might interview. As we are hitting, hitting the, the road, road in Mississippi. Mississippi.